You create your life with the stories you tell yourself. Want more fun, love, and money? Then write your new story and live into it. Louis DiBianco's podcast, Change Your Story, Change Your Life, shows you how to discover your empowering story. You'll meet many successful people who have created magnificent lives, even when the odds were stacked against them. Plus, you'll learn the secrets of great storytelling that can explode your business. And now, here is your host, Louis DiBianco. Hello, storytellers, and welcome to episode 189 of Change Your Story, Change Your Life. And today, we're going to have a brief, powerful discussion about a book that literally will change your life if you'll read it and allow yourself to be open to it. The book is called The Big Leap, and it was written by a man named Gay Hendricks. And I'm going to begin before discussing the book by asking you a tough question. And I'm going to tell you beforehand that it's really worth your while to give a totally honest answer to this question to yourself. And the question is, do you secretly feel that your dreams are just that? They're only dreams, that they can't become a reality. They'll always be beyond your reach. And do you feel that because you think you don't have the creativity or the intelligence or the talent or the strength or the vision And you can keep adding to that list any number of things that you believe you don't have. Here's the great news. Everyone, and I mean everyone, has that feeling. And it is something that can be overcome. You can definitely break through it. And furthermore, what's really exciting is that there really is only one problem that you need to clarify and solve in order to make a major breakthrough and step into greater abundance, greater success, and greater love in your life. Gay Hendricks calls this problem the ULP, the ultimate limit problem. This is how he defines it. And he's speaking about himself here. It's in the first person. I have a limited tolerance for feeling good. When I hit my upper limit, I manufacture thoughts that make me feel bad. The problem is bigger than just my internal feelings, though. I seem to have a limited tolerance for my life going well in general. When I hit my upper limit, I do something that stops my positive forward trajectory. I get into a conflict with my ex-wife, get into a money bind, or do something else that brings me back down within the bounds of my limited tolerance. That's fascinating. That's one of the most powerful paragraphs that I've ever read. Because what it's saying is that it's a story. Our sense of the limit that we have inside. It's something we're manufacturing. And if we're manufacturing it, it is a narrative, a story 
that we've created, and we can definitely create a different one. Now, what would that story look like in in life? Exactly, even more so than the way he describes it here. He talks now about, in this other explanation about an event that happened to him when his young daughter had gone away uh, to play, I think to play soccer, and she was away for a while and he suddenly started worrying about her. He really began to have these horrible thoughts that something, she was going to get hurt or she was hurt, and he phones the school and finds out that she's fine. She is playing soccer, she's with some kids, and everything is okay. And the person at the school that he spoke to said, you don't realize how much you miss her, so you think she must be hurting somehow. Plus, you probably had experiences yourself of being lonely away from home, so you think she must be having the same experience. And here's what he says about his discovery. I thanked her and hung up. I felt a bit foolish, but I also knew that something important had just happened. I sat there wondering, how did I go from feeling good in one moment to manufacturing a stream of painful images in the next? Suddenly, the light of awareness dawned on me. I manufactured the stream of painful images because I was feeling good. Some part of me was afraid of enjoying positive energy for any extended period of time. When I reached my upper limit of how much positive feeling I can handle, I created a series of unpleasant thoughts to deflate me. The thoughts I manufactured were guaranteed to make me return to a state I was more familiar with, not feeling so good. Worrying about children away from home is always a handy way to feel bad. But I knew that if I hadn't pulled up those particular worry thoughts, I would have used some other train of thought to dampen my mood. Wow. Can you relate to that? Mm-hmm. This is so powerful. Because I'm sure that you just had an aha moment because there have been many circumstances where you find yourself creating some really unsettling scenario in your head that is just that, a scenario. And it definitely is powerful enough to bring you down. So why do we do this? He has a very interesting explanation in the book. I mean, he goes into it in depth, and you should definitely get your hands on it because you will be so uplifted by this book and transformed. But this is another thing that he, a revelation in the book. He says, Our species in general had grown accustomed to pain and adversity through millennia of struggle. We knew how to feel bad. We had millions of nerve connections devoted to registering pain, and we had a huge expanse of territory in the center of our bodies dedicated to feeling fear. Certainly we had pleasure points in various places too, but where were the mechanisms for ongoing natural good feeling? 
I realized that we were only recently evolving the ability to let ourselves feel good and have things go well for any significant period of time. That's another wow for me. And he suggests some questions that you should start asking for yourself in moments of reflection, perhaps in moments of meditation, and then not chasing the answers, but allowing them to come to you. Questions like, How can I extend the periods of contentment in my life? If I can eliminate the behaviors that stop the flow of positive energy, can I learn how to feel great all the time? Can I allow things to go well in my life all the time? In relationships, can I live in harmony and intimacy all the time? Can our species live in expanding waves of peace and prosperity, free from the pattern of messing things up when they are going well? Am I willing to feel good and have my life go well all the time? These are really powerful and important questions to ask to start breaking through that upper limit and making the upper limit problem go away. And, you know, you've often heard Uh, Certainly in yoga and meditation, where the teacher, the guide, the mentor will emphasize breathing and taking a deep breath. And have you ever wondered about the science behind that? What it really is all about? Well, there was a doctor, Dr. Fritz Perls. P-R-L-S-M-D, and he was a psychiatrist and founder of Gestalt Therapy. This is a direct quote from him. Fear is excitement without the breath. Here's what this intriguing statement means. The very same mechanisms that produce excitement also produce fear, and any fear can be transformed into excitement by breathing fully with it. On the other hand, excitement turns into fear quickly if you hold your breath. When scared, most of us have a tendency to try to get rid of the feeling. We think we can get rid of it by denying or ignoring it, and we use holding our breath as a physical tool of denial. It never works. Because as Dr. Pearls has pointed out, the less breath you feed your fear, the bigger your fear gets. The best advice I can give you is to take big, easy breaths when you feel fear. Feel the fear instead of pretending it's not there. Celebrate it with a big breath, just the way you'd celebrate your birthday, by taking a big breath and blowing out all the candles on your cake. Do that and your fear turns into excitement. Do it more and your excitement turns into exhilaration. I find it very empowering to know that I'm in charge of the exhilaration I feel as I go through life. I bet you will too. Are you getting a lot from this? 
I'll bet you are. And these are just a couple of paragraphs. Every single page of this book is another uplifting and very believable um, message for you. There are so many revelations in this book. I want to look at where the upper limit problem shows up. I mean, it does show up in every area of our lives, but I'm going to focus on three. A lot of people have a hard time believing that they're creative. They look at other people who are celebrated for their creativity and they see them as separate. They say, well, they're gifted. Those people are born with creativity. I'm just not. I'm just average. That isn't true. It's another story. Creativity is something that you must practice. It's no different than practicing uh, building the strength of your muscles by exercising them every day. Creativity is nothing more than just bringing together two or three or more diverse things that normally wouldn't be together and making a connection between them. That's creativity. And everyone can do it. You can do it artistically and you can do it in living your life. Again, when you run up against this barrier, stop, take that deep breath, And when you hear the chatter that's telling you and convincing you that your identity is one of being average, recognize that that is an upper limit problem. It's not a reality fixed in stone. You can transform it. Another big area is in relationships. Many of us, including myself, have challenges allowing very nurturing and loving relationships to remain in our lives. We do things to undermine them. We feel at some point that perhaps we don't deserve a lot of love or ongoing love and even bliss. And we undermine our relationships. We either blame our partners or we blame ourselves or both. Again, When you get into conflict, recognize that the conflict may not be about the conflict. It may not be about the thing that you're arguing about. That it more likely is, ah, upper limit problem. I'm feeling good and I'm not supposed to feel too good. So I'd better prove that I'm right by doing something to undermine my feeling and feel really terrible. Another big area is money. T. Harv Eker describes the upper limit problem with money as the setting on your money thermostat. And he uses a great example. I don't know if you know this, but many, many people who win huge lotteries are broke within a couple of years. Even people who've won as much as 20 million bucks. Now, I ask you, How could you win $20 million and not be set up for the entire rest of your life? 
How? How do you somehow end up broke? Well, it's a question of suddenly your thermostat is shot up extremely high. When it was, let's say it shot up to 90, but you had it set to 70. It must come back down to 70 because that's where the setting is. You're not psychologically ready or emotionally ready to accept that you can have that much money. And you will do something to lose it, to perhaps have someone cheat you out of it, maybe gamble it away, give it away, but not hold on to it, not invest it and watch it grow. Upper limit problem. Think of people who lose a tremendous amount of weight. Very often they need psychological counseling because I knew a woman and she had lost 130 pounds. She was completely different. She was another human being. And she said that whenever she would look in the mirror, the mirror gave her back this beautiful, attractive image. And she saw a fat person an obese woman. Her image, her upper limit was, I can't look that good. That cannot be me. Even though she was wearing clothes to prove that it was her and the mirror was telling her, yep, it's you. That's how powerful the mind is and how wonderful that is because it means that you can harness that power And you can turn things around. You can turn things around. You can write another story. And the last question that is in the book that I want to leave you with is simply this. Are you willing to take the big leap to your ultimate level of success in love, money, and creative contribution? I checked before I began this podcast on Audible, and Audible, as you know, is our sponsor, and this book is available as a download for you as a listener to the show, absolutely free. You can have the entire audiobook, you can keep it, and that's whether you decide to become a regular subscriber to Audible or not, the book is yours. All you need to do to claim it is go to www.audibletrial.com forward slash story power. Do that. Download your free copy of The Big Leap, Conquer Your Hidden Fear and Take Life to the Next Level by Gay Hendricks, and then send me the biggest takeaway that you have gotten from it. Even better than that, Yes, definitely send it to me to loseclub at gmail.com, L-O-U-S-C-L-U-B at gmail.com. But also go to iTunes and to change your story, change your life, and leave your takeaway as the comment or brief review of the podcast so that other people can benefit from it, get inspired, and begin to transform their lives. And of course, if you got value from this, give us a star, give me, give the show a five-star rating.
And of course, I've given you a lot of questions, but always you can kickstart this whole process by beginning with the question, how can I change my story and change my life? Tune in to the next episode of Louis DiBianco's podcast. Become unstoppable as you learn to change your story, change your life.